Bhagavad Gita, chapter 5, text 29. Bhoktaram yajna tapasam Sarvaloka maheshwaram Suhradam sarvabhutanam Jnatvamam shantim rachati Bhoktaram, the beneficiary, yajna, of sacrifices, tapasam, and penances and austerities, sarvaloka, of all planets and the demigods thereof, maha ishwaram, the supreme lord, suhridam, the benefactor, sarva, of all, bhutanam, the living entities, jnatva, thus knowing, maam, me, Lord Krishna, shantim, relief from material pangs, richhati, one achieves, Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Kijai. Translation, a person in full Krishna, con- uh, full consciousness of me, knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities, the supreme lord of all planets and demigods, and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities, attains peace from the pangs of material miseries. Please repeat, a person in full consciousness of me, Knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities, the Supreme Lord of all planets and demigods, and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities, attains peace from the pangs of material miseries. Purport. The conditioned souls within the clutches of the illusory energy are all anxious to attain peace in the material world. But they do not know the formula for peace which is explained in this part of the Bhagavad Gita. The greatest peace formula is simply this. Lord Krishna is the beneficiary in all human activities. Men should offer everything to the transcendental service of the Lord because he is the proprietor of all planets and the demigods thereon. No one is greater than he. He is greater than the greatest of the demigods, Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. In the Vedas, Svetashvatar Upanishad 6.7, the Supreme Lord is described as Tamishwaranam Paramam Maheshwaram. Under the spell of illusion, living entities are trying to be lords of all they survey, but actually they are dominated by the material energy of the Lord. The Lord is the master of material nature and the conditioned souls are under the stringent rules of material nature. Unless one understands these bare facts, it is not possible to achieve peace in the world either individually or collectively. This is the sense of Krishna consciousness. Lord Krishna is the supreme predominator and all living entities including the great demigods are his subordinates. One can can attain perfect peace only in complete Krishna consciousness. 
This fifth chapter is a practical explanation of Krishna consciousness, generally known as Karma Yoga. The question of mental speculation as to how Karma Yoga can give liberation is answered herewith. To work in Krishna consciousness is to work with the complete knowledge of the Lord as the predominator. Such work is not different from transcendental knowledge. Direct Krishna Consciousness is Bhakti Yoga and Jnana Yoga is a path leading to Bhakti Yoga. Krishna Consciousness means to work in full knowledge of one's relationship with the Supreme Absolute and the perfection of this Consciousness is full knowledge of Krishna or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A pure soul is the eternal servant of God as his fragmental part and parcel. He comes into contact with Maya, illusion, due to the desire to lord it over Maya and that is the cause of his many sufferings. As long as he is in contact with matter, he has to execute work in terms of material necessities. Krishna consciousness, however, brings one into spiritual life even while one is within the jurisdiction of matter, for it is an arousing of spiritual existence by practice in the material world. The more one is advanced, the more he is freed from the clutches of matter. The Lord is not partial toward anyone. Everything depends on one's practical performance of duties in Krishna Consciousness, which in every respect helps one control the senses and conquer the influence of desire and anger. And one who stands fast in Krishna Consciousness, controlling the above-mentioned passions, remains factually in the transcendental stage, or Brahma Nirvana. The Eightfold Yoga Mysticism is automatically practiced in Krishna Consciousness because the ultimate purpose is served. There is a gradual process of elevation in the practice of Yama, Niyama, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana and Samadhi. But these only preface perfection by devotional service which alone can award peace to the human being. It is the highest perfection of life. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to the fifth chapter of Srimad Bhagavad Gita in the matter of Karma Yoga or action in Krishna Consciousness. Next chapter is Dhyana Yoga. So this is actually the final chapter, I mean sorry, final verse of the fifth chapter. So here, this chapter is um, titled Karma Yoga and Srila Prabhupada has given the highest definition of Karma Yoga. In fact, if you have attended yesterday's Srimad Bhagavatam class, um, His Grace Sindhukopal Prabhu was explaining about Karma Yoga as elevation to heavenly planets, doing all the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies in order to elevate oneself to the heavenly planets. Now that is one aspect. Karma Yoga can be According to the advancement of the person, um, karma yoga can be uh, defined. So, here Srila Prabhupada is giving, giving the highest definition of karma yoga, which is action in full Krishna consciousness. So, in the beginning, there is mixture. So, there is karma, jnana, yoga and finally, bhakti. Actually, Bhakti is real Yoga, but uh, prefacing this perfection of Yoga, which is Bhakti Yoga, in fact, there is a small book that Srila Prabhupada has written, Krishna Consciousness, the topmost Yoga system. 
hmm. topmost yoga and that is exactly what is uh, said in the sixth chapter the end of sixth chapter this is the end of fifth chapter in the sixth chapter krishna says the highest yogi is bhakti yoga <coughs> now when one is um, doing some vedic rituals at least he is following something although he is not completely krishna conscious yet like many people they worship devatas for example some worship ganesh some and different occasions they worship different devatas that is not perfect in fact krishna actually condemns in the bhagavad gita but still he is the one who put that system why because not everybody can readily submit to krishna although everybody is actually an eternal servant of krishna people we are all in this material world reluctant to serve or surrender to krishna so krishna is kind so he his idea is that all right you don't want to surrender to me all right you surrender to you want you want your material desires fulfilled all right for this particular uh, benefit material benefit you worship this devata that devata i'll show you there are <coughs> you see this the sanskrit is uh, a little bit long i'll read the english because uh, i think six verses are together in this second canto third chapter verses 2 all the way through 7 2 3 4 one who desires to be absorbed in the impersonal brahma jyoti effulgence should worship the master of the vedas lord brahma or brihaspati the learned priest one who desires powerful sex should worship the heavenly king indra and one who desires good progeny should worship the great progenitors called the prajapatis one who desires good fortune should worship durga devi the superintendent of the material world one desiring to be very powerful should worship fire and one who aspires only after money should worship the vasus one should worship the rudra incarnations of lord shiva if he wants to be a great hero one who wants a large stock of grains should worship aditi one who desires to attain the heavenly planets should worship the sons of aditi one who desires a worldly kingdom should worship vishvadeva and one who wants to be popular with the general mass of population should worship the sadhya demigod one who desires a long span of life should worship the demigods known as the ashwini kumaras and a person desiring a strongly built body should worship the earth now actually those who do this body building there is an another way making use of the earth only right because of the gravity the weight is there and they're pulling they're getting some muscle so that is a very gross way of worshiping the earth but a more subtle way is there the vedic way is always subtler than the one there is more usually done western world like even for example nuclear weapons they have this huge nuclear bombs and you know the uranium and everything but in vedas in the in the vedic times even at, up till 5000 years ago arjuna even ashwatthama they release brahmastra brahmastra is nothing but a nuclear weapon but just by mantra they can make an ordinary arrow into a nuclear weapon so this is a subtle science 
like now we have this live streaming now live streaming is going on on facebook and we have similarly broadcasting tv stations and all this so in mahabharat when the, the kurukshetra war was going on sanjay was relaying to dhritarashtra by this kind of broadcasting method but subtle not with all these cameras and you know um, cables nothing just is a subtle way of doing it much more finer and doesn't depend we have to now depend on all these things if the power goes off some, for some reason go on this broadcast but at those times there was no power even no electricity electricity and all these things nothing no broadcasting stations no satellites but they can do it so it's a subtle way of doing things so worshiping the earth is a way to become strong and the western way of i mean now the, the way that we know all this gym and all this that is making use of the earth only basically then so that's why these are not simply you know being said here these are actually practical methods but just that we do not know how it works okay so one who desires stability in his post should worship the horizon and the earth combined one who desires to be beautiful should worship the beautiful residence of the gandharva planet and one who desires a good wife should worship the apsaras and the urvashi society girls of the heavenly kingdom one who desires domination over others should worship lord brahma the head of the universe one who desires tangible fame should worship the personality of godhead and one who desires a good bank balance should worship the demigod varuna here it is never said whether you want good bank balance or whether you want wealth or opulence never said lakshmi nowadays everybody is doing ashtalakshmi puja you know one <laughs> there was one occasion somebody called us for Uh, Lakshmi Kuvera Puja. They asked us, our temple committee, to participate in that also because some murti was coming from India. So I wrote back, <coughs> why are you doing Lakshmi Kuvera Puja? Why Lakshmi and Kuvera will t- come together? Lakshmi is Narayan's wife. Why she will come with Kuvera? What kind of puja are you doing? Then I quoted two verses. One spoken by Kuvera, one spoken by Lakshmi. from bhagavatam i send them the kuvera says i only uh, will favor the devotee of krishna i don't favor anybody else and then lakshmi also says the same thing i think i remember the lakshmi verse number you see lakshmi is saying this to narayan i think yeah this मत्प्राप्तुरासुरादयस्तप्यंत उग्रम तप ऐंद्रियधियपरायणान्नमाम undergo severe penances and austerities to receive my benedictions hmm? but i do not favor anyone however great he may be unless he is always engaged in the service of your lotus feet she is lakshmi lakshmi is saying to narayan unless he is always engaged in the service of your lotus feet i do not favor anyone because i always keep you within my heart i cannot favor anyone but a devotee You see, when Sudama Vipra he went to meet Krishna, Krishna got down from his bed. He put Sudama on his bed, 
he placed him on his bed and washed his feet and what was rukmini doing rukmini is none other than lakshmi and she was standing with chamara hmm no, lakshmi is standing him now we are doing ashtalakshmi puja and all this lakshmi is doing puja for sudam like we do here chamara to krishna see how she serves the devotee so kuvera i think I, i forgot the number of the fourth canto it's in the fourth canto he is speaking to dhruva maharaj speaking to dhruva maharaj kuvera so so i i send them that is two verses and i i told him we can't participate in this kind of things this is not according to any vedic rules simply for money you put kuvera and lakshmi put together together because they are dealing with money so you just put them together no you give us some books uh, i mean table space so that we can sell our books okay they said okay so we went there and sold our books whoever came there we sold them bhagavad gita <laughs> so <clears throat> so in this way there are you see how many types of worships are there if one desires to be a greatly learned man he should worship lord shiva and if one desires a good marital relation he should worship the chaste goddess uma the wife of lord shiva so you see next verse one should worship lord vishnu or his devotee for spiritual advancement for spiritual advancement we should worship vishnu or his devotee and for protection of heredity and advancement of a dynasty one one should worship the various demigods so spiritual advancement is actually what matters if you are spiritually advanced automatically your family heritage everything will be protected you don't have to separately endeavor for anything one shot everything is done one should worship vishnu or his devotee only now i mean among hindus they worship hanuman in fact i i remember narendra modi ji prime minister of india he also said our hinduism is very flexible anybody who if he is a feminist he can worship durga devi if he is a pahalwan his bhagwan is hanuman you know in this way he was saying this is not the fact it's not that anybody is god hanuman is not god if you say to hanuman that you are god he will give you a tight slap and you will never wake up after that <laughs> because he is chanting ram's name why he will accept himself as god he is saying i am ram dut hanuman in front of ram i mean he is ram is everything to him and you tell hanuman that you are god one hanuman get upset there is insult to ram so this is another nonsense and they treat him like a demigod hindus they worship hanuman for for protection bhut pisach nikat nahi aave mahavir jab naam sunave and the hanuman chalisa to save themselves from bhut pisach they will pray to hanuman no that's not We, we hanuman is first of all not even a devata 
he is higher than any devata because he is a pure devotee a pure devotee is always higher than all the devatas because all the devatas are also contaminated with uh, desire to enjoy this material world that's why they were given different different positions now hanuman has not taken any other position he is a pure devotee and nothing else so he will not be even bothered if we pray to him just for some uh, getting rid of some bhut pisach and all these things that's not his business he will not do that because he is a devotee of lord ram whoever is a devotee of lord ram that that person is very dear to hanuman any devotee like now you are all devotees if another person is a devotee becoming a devotee of krishna he will become happy so similarly hanuman is a very great devotee pure devotee so he will become happy only if another person becomes devotee of krishna or ram so it's all nowadays hindus they do anything no understanding of any you see now next <laughs> one who desires domination over a kingdom or an empire should worship the manus one one who desires victory over an enemy should worship the demons and one who desires sense gratification should worship the moon one who desires nothing of material enjoyment should worship the supreme personality of god if you want nothing of material advancement then krishna then finally it is said akama sarva kamo va moksha kama udaradhi tivrena bhakti yogena yajeta purusham param a person who has broader intelligence until now it is for all the people who have lesser intelligence who are not so broad nar- narrow minded narrow intelligence for them all these different demigods and all that <clears> how <throat> a person who has broader intelligence whether he be full of all material desire without any material desire or desiring liberation desiring liberation is also desire a devotee is akama no desire not even of liberation Huh. so whichever category one falls into he must by all means worship the supreme whole the personality of godhead so it's not that actually we have to worship the demigods to get something material no because the demigods cannot give us anything without the sanction of krishna in the background that also krishna has already said in the bhagavad gita यो यो तनुभक्तश्रद्धयाचिमी तस्यतस्याचलाम्रद्धाताेवीदाम्यहमेकोडिकुलेटी Uh, for us to worship that deity but you see what he says sataya shraddhaya yuktas tasya aradhanam ihate labhate chatatah kaman mayaiva vihitan hitan endowed with such a faith he endeavors to worship a particular demigod and obtains his desires 
but in actuality these benefits are bestowed by me alone they are only proxies the demigods are only what proxies you know it's a proxy right just a front just a facade oh i'm worshiping somebody somebody here that demigod this demigod but actually is in the background everything is krishna only so not that the demigods are krishna you don't get that wrong is another nonsense conception of hindus all demigods same bro all demigods no not same hmm if all same then krishna will not say this next verse antavattu phalam tesham tad bhavat yalpamedhasam devan devaya joyanti madbhakta yanti mamapi men of small intelligence worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet so worshiping krishna and worshiping demigods has two different results not the same yeah? and krishna is saying those who worship demigods are those with small intelligence not very intelligent and just prior to that was 720 also he said कामस्तैस्तैर्हृतज्ञानापद्यंते अन्यदेवता तम तम निमस्था प्रकृतियानियता स्वया दोज हूज इंटेलिजेंस हेज बीन स्टोलन बै मेटीरियल डिजायर्स सरेंडर अंटू डेमिगॉड्स एंड फॉलो द पर्टिक्युलर रूल्स एंड रेग्युलेशन ऑफ वर्शिप अकॉर्डिंग टू देर ओन नेचर्स सो स्टोलन दो इंटेलिजेंस इज गॉन that kind of people go to devatas now however rude that may sound however harsh that may sound i mean fact is fact we can't change we have to be straight forward here we are about honesty we are not about um insulting someone or no if somebody gets insulted by the truth that is better than being comforted by a lie what is the use of being comforted by a lie in the end at the end of life we have to face yamaraj if we are living a life of a lie then we may be in that bubble for this lifetime but then after this death then we have to face yamaraj and the truth comes out and we have to be punished for you know misusing our human life so what is the point so rather be uh, disturbed by the truth at least for the time being eventually everything will settle down when our understanding is proper everything becomes straightforward and clear crystal clear but in the beginning yeah it will be a little bit especially if we are attached to one of the demigods or nowadays even not even demigods the humans babas so many babas are coming and everybody is going into the altar puja room hindus will think like this what if he is actually somebody great you know if he if we disrespect him maybe something will happen to us let us just put his picture silently put flowers and put a <laughs> incense and do puja you know don't disrespect anybody <clears throat> so in the, in the end what is happening they disrespecting krishna by putting krishna and demigods and some bogus baba inside what uh, they are equating krishna to him and sometimes the bogus baba's picture is bigger than the 
Krishna's picture. So now Krishna is not even there. They say, don't put Krishna's picture. You know, he will blow the wealth away with his flute. Tamil people. Tamil people think like, I mean, I don't know where, where they got this. He will blow away the wealth of, with the flute. Sometimes they put Krishna, but they will take out the flute. Yeah, real. I did not know this until I came to Singapore. In, in Andhra, we don't do that. But uh, here I saw. You mean to say, without flute, Krishna cannot blow the wealth? <laughs> Krishna is... <laughs> Does he need his flute to blow your wealth? They said, don't put this picture in the, in the house. You'll have war. As if without this picture, there is no war. Eh? Without this picture, there is no war. In fact, this is such a beautiful picture. How much meaning is there in this picture? Krishna, who is the master of the whole universe, he has become a driver for his devotee. How much meaning is there in this picture? Rascals, they say, this picture we cannot put. This is all, but uh, some rascal Baba who comes and you know cheats them, uh, put his hand like this and put his, uh, he is giving Ashurvad, they will let put, put his picture there. We dare to say this, rascals, all these Babas, none of them are bona fide. Simply cheating. So, we should not be, the problem is nobody cares, nobody cares for who is our real friend. That's why the today's verse is Suhridam Sarvabhutanam. Suhridam means what? Hridam means Hridayam means heart. Suhridam means Su means good. Ku means bad. In Sanskrit, the prefix Ku. Ku means bad. Su means good. Suswagatam. Suprabhatam. Prabhatam means morning. Suprabhatam means good morning. Swagatam means welcome. Suswagatam means, you know, with, with, um, with warm welcome. <coughs> so, anything that prefix su is good. So, suhridam means what? He is always at his, you know, sincere well-wisher from the heart. He is our actual well-wisher. So, suhridam sarvabhutanam. He is the real friend of everyone. What does that mean? So he, first of all, he is giving everything to us. Even though we are atheist, we are saying there is no God. But the tongue also with which we are saying, that also is given by him. He is allowing us to say there is no God. Although we are talking nonsense, he still allows us to say nonsense also. See, if a father, if the son is scolding him so many things, father will still provide out of his love. You know? So, Krishna is providing and not only one lifetime, trillions of lifetimes, He is providing. That He is already a Suhridam. Not only that, especially when one comes to human form of life, He has left us these instructions of instructions of Bhagavad Gita. So, a well-wishing friend is a person who not only wishes well, but also advises us. Wishing is only in the mind, in his mind, he is wishing well, um, good wishes, best wishes. These are wishing, you know, he does not wish. He actually comes down to help us, give us his helping hand. 
and he gives us words of instruction and he teaches by practical example not only he teaches he sends his devotees and shows us what is the standard of devotional service and how to come out of this cycle of birth and death the devotees show like you see the pandavas now we may say oh there are so many difficult situations in my life prabhu is very difficult you see the pandavas they went through all difficult situations only whole life was just about difficult difficult situations but they sailed through easily but they sailed through easily because they took shelter of krishna <coughs> so by that example he is showing us how we can also do that how to do it because many people think ah, this bhagavad gita these people who speak no what is there they just sit down and who cannot speak when they actually face life then they will know as if we are not living with dead people no krishna is saying very practical things and therefore krishna speaks and then he shows his devotees by example the devotees they live on this uh, in the on these principles therefore we can derive inspiration from them in this way krishna is making so many arrangements for our deliverance but we are the stupid fools who don't listen to him instead of uh, listening to his instructions we think that this and such and such person is going to be our friend we believe we suppose we elect our leader thinking that he will be my friend or we take advice from x y and z we will read different different books how to make good business how to so many thinking that this is our, this is our friend but krishna is our friend we don't listen to him that's why it is said if you want peace gyatva maam shantim ricchati one attains peace if he understands that krishna is a supreme friend therefore bhagavad gita should be preached all over the world if you are convinced that krishna is a supreme friend of everyone we should preach his message so that it reaches everybody that is a devotee is also very he is a supreme friend of everyone you know that is also said here yeah. so these are the qualities of devotees titikshava karunika suhrida see again suhrida this word is again coming suhridam today suhridam sarvabhutanam here suhrida sarvadehinam is exact same thing titikshava karunika suhrida sarvadehinam ajata shatra vashanta sadhava sadhu bhushana sadhu bhushan the the ornaments of a sadhu are these things what is that the symptoms of a sadhu are that he is tolerant merciful and friendly to all living entities he has no enemies he is peaceful he abides by the scriptures and all his characteristics are sublime others may consider him an enemy but he does not consider them as enemy you know like the kauravas they were always thinking of the pandavas as enemies but if you see yudhishthir maharaj he never wanted to pick a fight with them even arjuna when he saw all those people on the battlefield he he refused to fight krishna what is the point you know 
all our people why why we should kill i can just live in the forest no problem let them enjoy the kingdom and i'll go you know he didn't want to fight krishna forced him to fight <laughs> not forced enlighten him in fact at the end he said you do as you please but he this time he is armed with knowledge and therefore he said i will do what you say so <clears throat> and these are sadhus also he is friendly to all living what is his friendly to all living entities means this everybody not like this this is not friendly sometimes he may speak very harsh words but such a person is a real friend person who speaks sweet poison now may appear sweet but he he may be enemy in fact bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur he says like that if somebody praises me he is my enemy because he is increasing my pride of course devotees we always should um, glorify other devotees that is another thing but a devotee should not expect glorification we all like to be praised you know but actually that is just a inflation of ego ego will be inflated at that time so actually bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur uh, taught us that one who praises us is our enemy and one who chastises us is our actual friend of course it should be for the right reason not simply senselessly reprimanding no so of course the advanced sadhus you talking about the um, sadhus who sometimes correct us so they are our friends so friendly to all living entities means of course otherwise he is always mild in behavior is not <clears throat> but basically friendly means he preaches krishna consciousness that is friendly that is the definition of friendly if i am not preaching i am not friendly a friend means he a friend in need is a friend indeed they say now everybody is in need who is not in need <laughs> even the person who thinks he is not in need he is in need he is in greater need because he is in not only suffering but he is in the illusion of enjoyment he has double problem so everybody is in need here so a devotee what is the need the need is that they are they do not know who they are and who god is and what is the relationship with god everything forgotten and that's why they are suffering so the need is of krishna consciousness and the devotee who propagates his krishna consciousness he is the greatest friend because he carries on the mission of krishna krishna's uh, mission is to help and devotee takes up krishna's mission and takes it further so in this way krishna and devotees they are enemy, um, enemies of no one <laughs> friends of everyone ajata shatru ajata shatru means there is no enemy for them see if i hate someone how can i preach to him jesus said and shri prabhupad quoted him also hate the sin not the sinner because if you hate the sinner you will not be able to preach you will not be a friend to him 
what he made what he is doing may be wrong hmm. for that reason we cannot hate him we should hate what he is doing and correct him hate the sin not the sinner so that is a devotee's uh, mentality and he tries to help everyone so so hridam we have to understand that the lord is his best friend that's why shankaracharya said in his gita mahatmya ekam shastram devaki putra geetam one book is enough for the entire world bhagavad gita devaki putra geetam so <clears throat> that one book has the solution for all problems the un and all these peacemaking uh, devices will not work without this bhagavad gita knowledge on what basis are we going to unite people they may come and sit in conventions actually united nations is becoming a place where they exercise their um, political power some people some countries have uh, what is that power of veto what is this hmm ha security council so they have and they try to exercise their power by doing that. is this is the political um, nonsense going on there so there's no unity at all it will not work it will never work because krishna has already said whoever understands me as a supreme friend only he will have peace if you don't if he if they don't take krishna's advice and friendship then they're not going to be at peace next thing is he is a supreme bhuktaram yagya tapasam he is the enjoyer of all sacrifices everything that we do that's why krishna says yat karoshi yadashnasi yajjuhoshi dadasi yat yat tapasase kaunteya tat kurushram adarpanam whatever you do whatever you eat whatever you offer or give away and whatever austerities you perform do that o son of kunti as an offering to me why not to the poor people they say why should i give god god has everything i rather give to the poor people they don't have what is the point in giving to god we should give where there is need the problem with those people is they do not know what is the need we are not saying don't help the poor people but what is the definition of poor man poor man is not only the person with no wealth poor man is a person who has no krishna consciousness some people are so poor that they only have wealth nothing else they don't have health they don't have peace they don't have nothing so how are they not poor they are also suffering the person who is not suffering he is not poor so yes we must help the poor but the poor is a person who why are we in this material world if we are children of god we are here rotting in this material world that means we are all poor <laughs> a rich man's son if he forgets his father and goes and then lives on the streets and one day becomes a beggar and he is begging for food what is the help that you can give that person 
give him some bread or ask him ask him to reunite with his father which is a greater help of course reuniting with his father asking him to do that so that is the real need so why we should give everything to krishna because everything belongs to him and if we give to krishna then we will also get back part and parcel we are part and parcel of krishna like the finger if it puts food in the stomach then the finger also gets nourished that's why we have the finger must put the um, food into the stomach if this finger starts to protest no no i will not put in why i should put into the high worked heart so i will eat why i should give to the stomach if it argues like that then the more he does that the more the finger will become weaker and weaker if he doesn't put the mouth in, i mean food in the stomach the moment he puts stops his nonsense argument and put the food in the stomach the finger also will get nourishment so we are part and parcel of krishna he is the root of our existence just like when you water the root of a tree every single branch twig leaf flower fruit will get the um, nutrients similarly when krishna is served every single part and parcel is served that is why we have to give to krishna some people say i already told you prabhupad what he said i think uh, the last session this is service to man is service to god so serve man and god will be served see you want to serve god means if i want to serve you i must ask you sir what do you want what do you want so if i want to serve god i have to ask what god wants so god is telling us he say whatever you do whatever you eat whatever you offer give away whatever your austerities to perform do that as do that as an offering to me he is saying he did not say do that offering into mankind or humanity because humanity is a narrow term first of all why only humanity <clears throat> there are 8.4 million species of life human is one one of them why what happened to the other 8 million you know 8.3 million whatever whatever what have whatever happened to them why not include them it's a very very narrow you just see how narrow it is one out of 8.4 million that is the kind of brains we have humanity those who are humanitarians this is the brain they have you take the percentage one divided by 8 8.4 million i think 0.0000 and how many zeros that kind of that person narrow vision we have humanity humanitarian service <coughs> all living entities <coughs> and that is only possible by krishna consciousness therefore if somebody is poor you give him prasadam and ask him to chant he is suffering there because some papa he did some papam some sinful activity he has done before that's why he is suffering now save him save him by relieving him relieving him of all the sins and how to relieve him of all sins i'll give you an, a a general answer and then a practical answer a specific practical answer see <coughs> this one sarva dharman parityajya mam ekam sharanam vraja aham tvam sarva papebhyo mokshayishyami masucha all your sinful actions will be gone if you surrender to me krishna is saying so teach him how to do that 
एंड हाउ टू डू दैट कलयुग जैस्ट चांटिंग हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र स्टेटेड ही It's not there. Let's see. Actually, this is also okay. Hmm. Same. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur is quoting from Padma Puran. Even if in the beginning one chants the Hare Krishna mantra with offences, one will become free from such offences by chanting again and again. One becomes free from all sinful reactions if one chants day and night following the recommendation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, just by chanting, all the... Sins are going to go far away. Practical solution. Open. Ask him to open his mouth. However poor he may be, he has a mouth. Unless he is dumb. Unless he is dumb, he can chant. Of course, those who are dumb, they can write. But that's why there is this nice verse, you know. Akrishti Krita Cheta Sam Sumanasam Uchatanam Chanhasam Achandala Mamuka Loka Sulabho Vashyascha Mukti Shriya Nodiksham Nachasatkriyam Nachapurash Charyam Managikshate Mantroyam Rasanas Prugeva Palati Shri Krishna Namatmaka The holy name of Lord Krishna is an attractive feature for many saintly liberal people. You see? The holy name of Lord Krishna is an attractive feature for many saintly liberal people. It is the annihilator of all sinful reactions. Look at that. The holy name is what? Annihilator of all sinful reactions. And is so powerful that save for the dumb who cannot chant it, it is readily available to everyone, including the lowest of lowest type of man, the Chandala. The holy name of Krishna is the controller of, of the opulence of liberation and it is identical with Krishna. When a person simply chants the holy name with his tongue, immediate effects are produced. Chanting the holy name does not depend on initiation, pious activities or the Purascharya regulative principles generally observed before initiation. The holy name does not wait for any of these activities. It is self-sufficient. So, this powerful thing is there in our grasp, the chanting process. Even the poorest of man, poorest of man, he can chant. So, you want to help the poor? Ask him to chant. 
automatically krishna will give him everything everything will come people think ah you are just saying what kind of logic is this this is actual logic krishna is a supplier of everything he will give everything he is giving to the elephants also elephants don't have economic problems they have huge bellies every day they are eating 50 kilos you are eating on 50 kilos will take you one sack of 50 kilo rice how long you will eat i think 2 month 3 months <laughs> elephant is eating one day but he is having no problem why this poor man is having problem just this two two three chapatis a meal why is he having problem something some papa he has done so that can be easily absolved if one becomes a devotee so that's why we have to give everything to krishna because it belongs to him if i take your say phone and i keep it i am thief then why am i not a thief when i take everything that belongs to krishna and then keep with me why am i not a thief so what krishna is asking that i am the enjoyer of all sacrifices he is saying give it back to me i am the owner <laughs> we are saying oh there is too much if i take your phone and you ask me you ask me your phone i say hey, this is too much what is this how can you ask like this and what is that you will call 999 call police and you know let the police deal with it so same krishna also lets maya let uh, maya deal with us she is the police okay you take care this police he will also call 999 so that's why we are suffering here so therefore uh, everything has to be given to him i think in this regard there was that some movie made that uh, when the milk is you know poured in the abhishek oh it is all wasted might as well give the milk to a poor man so again trying to deny the thing is in if you see when we do abhishek in the festivals and even morning we do abhishek we collect the water when the milk is poured on krishna the milk is collected not that it drains out if somebody is doing the draining out that is also wrong collected there is charanamrita and then the charanamrita can be distributed to the poor man rich man everybody as we know everybody is a poor man even the rich man is poor man yeah, so everybody can get the abhishek charanamrita instead of just milk it now it is charanamrita so in this way everything has to be done for the pleasure of krishna next he is the owner of every everything sarvaloka maheshwaram sarvaloka maheshwaram not just bhuloka maheshwaram no here we are fighting for some pieces of land now india and china are, are you know having a standoff for a piece of land that is occupied by no one is a no man's land practically and they are fighting for it small piece of land now the whole world is just one planet but sarvaloka maheshwaram sarvaloka means not only in this universe but all universes and not only in the all universes of material world but also all the planets in the spiritual world vaikuntha sarvaloka maheshwaram we don't even know when krishna says sarvaloka maheshwaram we don't even know what the extent of sarva is we just think um, you know the navagraha maximum 
you know, earth and Navagraha. <laughs> That's all we have idea. Or some heaven, earth, hell, something. We don't even have any idea of what is a Sarvaloka Maheshwara. What is a Sarvaloka? How big is a Sarvaloka? With our, uh, you know, frog, frog in the well philosophy. Koopa huh? Mandukanyaya. This is called the logic of the frog in the well. The frog in the well, which is like three meters wide, if he tries to estimate the extent, length and breadth of the Pacific Ocean, he will never get to understand what is, what is this Pacific Ocean. He will only calculate in terms of his uh, millimeter experience of the well. Oh, my well is three, th- three meters, the Pacific Ocean may be 30 meters, maybe okay, 300 meters. 3000 meters, 1000 times as well. That should be like too big, right? But this is nothing compared to what Pacific Ocean is. So, the extent of that water, he doesn't have any idea. Similarly, we cannot even understand what is the extent of Sarvaloka when he says. So, we have to accept that, that he is the owner. So, how does that get one piece? Again, the same thing. Why do people fight? Creating borders is political border. I never understood when I was a... We just learned it as part of school cur- curriculum. Or oh, this is the physical map, this is the political map. Well, now I understand. Political map means what? All politics, we have divided among ourselves. It's a political map actually. But it's not Krishna's map. Krishna, he doesn't... Uh, Divide the land like this. Everything is his own. He owns everything. Sayanda, Ishopanishad. This thing is loose connection. Same. See in the Ishopanishad. Ishavasya midam sarvam yat kincha jagatyam jagat. Tena tyaktena bhunjitha magrida kasya svidhanam. Everything animate and inanimate that is within the universe is controlled and owned by the Lord. One should therefore accept only those things necessary for himself which are set aside as his quota, and one should not accept other things knowing well to whom they belong. This is documented already. Like we have, as I said, documents of if you have a property, if you own a property, you will have a title deed, you will have a, you know, this is my property. It's a document. Similarly, these are Vedic documents stating the ownership of everything. And you just, Ishavasamidam Sarvam, that's it. Document. Everything belongs to me. Not that, you know, this tract of land number, you know, 9, Lorong 29 or something. Not like that. No address, nothing. What is the address? Sarvaloka. Everything. Ishavasam idam sarvam. Not only loka, everything that exists between the lokas also. The space, the everything belongs to me, Krishna is saying. That's it. One verse finished, all documentation finished. Ownership, everything finished. Now, if anybody else claims any proprietorship to any part of that Sarvalokam, 
or idam sarvam he is a rascal thief stena stena means thief so therefore this is how we can achieve peace this is why these three things are very important <clears throat> what is that he is the owner of everything he is the enjoyer of all sacrifices and he is the supreme friend of everyone if we accept these things these three points full peace will be there vaikuntha this world will become vaikuntha vigata kuntha yasma aditi vaikuntha kuntha means anxiety and vigata kuntha yasma where there is no anxiety that is vaikuntha you know in um, in andhra they say venkateshwar so actually it is apabhramsha or slang pronunciation of vaikuntheshwar became venkateshwar so he is the oh, i mean lord of vaikuntha and when one becomes uh, vaikuntha priya a devotee he is called a, devotees are called vaikuntha priya vaikuntha priya darshanam think there is a verse what is this 11229 durlabho manushe manusho deho dehinam kshana bhangurah tathapi durlabham manye vaikuntha priya darshanam of course this verse is saying something else but for the conditioned souls the human body is most difficult to achieve and can be lost at any moment but i think that even those who have achieved human life rarely gain the association of pure devotees who are dear to the lord of vaikuntha yeah <clears throat> so krishna is the lord of vaikuntha and if we become his devotee then our world our life will become vaikuntha even in the midst of all chaos at all levels we will have peace if if one individually follows he will individually have peace if everybody follow collectively we will have peace but even if everybody doesn't follow if we, we alone follow in the midst of all chaos will be still be peaceful it will not affect our peace guruna pe vichar lete hmm it is said in the 6th chapter guruna pe even the worst calamity will not shake us because for the soul there is no calamity nainam chindanti shastrani nainam dahati pavakah na chainam kledayantyapo na soshayati marutah the core soul cannot be cut to pieces the soul cannot be killed soul cannot be wet or you know dried or moistened nothing cannot be burned by fire so the soul cannot there's no there's no danger for the soul at all so a person who is fully cognizant of that fact why should he worry the worry is only that especially <laughs> when we know when we have knowledge what we are when we are a devotee then we start to worry that only for the devotee the worry would be i don't want to lose the association of devotees <coughs> because that is the greatest treasure and that is the greatest protection shield from maya 
the association of devotees. Once that is gone, then we are, you know, completely open to the Maya's attack. We have no shield. So that Kavacha we must always have the association of devotees. The protection of the protection from Maya is not the four walls of the temple. The temple is there. But even while in the temple I can go somewhere. Like we went to Jagannath Puri. You know? We were putting up in a uh, lodge, I mean in a in kind of a hotel. Just on the main main road. And in that room there was big TV, big TV. Yeah. We are in the dham. But if I am watching some Sharukan there, then I am not in the dham. I am in the material world. So, just being in the physical precincts of the dham or a um, holy place is not uh, residence in the holy place. One should be in the consciousness, in the bhava of the holy place. The bhava means one who is in Vrindavan. That means he who is actually Krishna conscious. He is always in Vrindavan even if he is physically not appearing to be so. When Prabhupada was in uh, America, you know, we always say Prabhupada left Vrindavan and went to America, you know, great. But Prabhupada was always in Vrindavan. And he made America also in Vrindavan, uh, part of Vrindavan. <laughs> that is the power of pure devotee. He never left Vrindavan. And he invited many people to Vrindavan, in fact. So, of course, physically he has left his, you know, comfortable life and all that. That is a great sacrifice. But consciousness-wise, bhava. Prabhupada said many times, what is the difference between this apartment and another apartment in the same building? Like we have one Kung Fu and many, many. Or, you know, many buildings are there, doing many, many things sometimes. Office, commercial space, residential space, whatever. And sometimes very sinful places like meat. You know, these hawker centers are nowadays mostly meat. And there is brothels. All of them are made of the same cement and everything. What makes a temple special? It is a bhava. What is the bhava of that place? That is what makes it different. So here the bhava is how to serve Krishna. So that is the mood. That's why uh, Lord Narayana said to Narada, Yatra gayanti madbhakta, tatra tishthami Narada. I am situated where my devotees are glorifying me. Naham tishthami Vaikuntha. I am not even in the Vaikuntha or in the hearts of the yogis. Of course he is in Vaikuntha, we know. But why he is in Vaikuntha? Because there everybody is glorifying him. Not that he is a intoxicated narcissist. But he actually glorifies the devotees. There is a competition there of who will become the greater servant. Like here, Krishna became the servant of Arjuna. So, that's another whole topic. But wherever devotees are glorifying Krishna, there Krishna is. So, if we are glorifying under a tree, you will be under there, under the tree. But we have to glorify Krishna. Our life should be of glorification to Krishna. So, if we are in that consciousness, then we will have perfect peace. Anywhere. Nothing will shake. And not only that, we can, you know, help so many people achieve peace by broadcasting this message. One should be convinced, the devotee should be convinced that only with Krishna consciousness we can have any solution, not if anything else. 
nothing can nothing else can save a person and if you are not convinced of that please read bhagavad gita that means we haven't read bhagavad gita if we read bhagavad gita we will be convinced the only reason we may not be convinced is because we haven't read it so read it and then once you convince then convince others so this is a simple program so that's why we we are having this program so take advantage and just don't uh, remain stagnant increase your service and become more and more that's why i said don't don't be uh, um, satisfied we should always be content with our uh, material possessions or whatever we have but about seva about chanting this should we should never be content hmm. so don't be content with your spiritual advancement if we have we are content when will become contempt when there is contempt then familiarity breeds contempt you see so that will happen so we should always increase more and more uh, never remain stale the intense greed krishna bhakti rasabhavitamat kriyatam yad kutopi labhyate tatra laulyam api mulyam ekalam janma koti sukritairna labhyate intense greed is the qualification to achieve krishna bhakti greed greedy for krishna you always say greed is greed greed is a bad thing but greed for krishna is the best thing okay i'll stop here um we have any announcements ram navami is come what is the date though? 23rd of april 21st oh it's a wednesday yeah so you can uh, you can sponsor anything that is there for the prasadam or anything and do we have any any questions or comments on this topic on this verse there's no there's no question online any other question here no questions and we'll stop here we'll have an aarti and then prasadam bhagavad gita ki jai shila prabhupada ki jai tai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna